Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Parada, and it is a solo run today for the NFL Week 8 picks, bets. Might have a couple futures, whatever it may be. Um, Austin is... Actually, I don't know what Austin's doing, but James is... He did get his bets into me and all that, but um, I will have... Austin's best uh, best bets and you know everything else you may have out on the little doc I tweet every Saturday night Sunday whatever it is but lucky you guys you get me and so um, last week I believe I was the only one to hit my best bet which you know the deal you know you know I'm, I'm gonna do what I gotta do and I think you it's if you listen last week it's likely that you do know what I'm looking at this week. Um, and before I get to that, I'm just going to victory lap Mr. Pete Carroll, coach of the year. 66 to 1, it was available uh, very widely. And let's actually, let's go see what, go to DraftKings real quick. I think I checked, I don't know if, if it's going to be up, but I did check Sunday um, just to see what it moved to just right away. I think I saw 20 to one, but I would not be shocked if it's a little bit lower than that. Um, it was a perfect little opportunity to with Sirianni on a buy. And cause now if you really want, you can go over the top with some Sirianni to kind of hedge yourself out a little bit. Okay. No awards right now, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So Pete Carroll looking good. Um, Belichick, <laughs> not, not so much. The once again, Teasers in the NFL are struggling this year. Um, this is being recorded after the Bucks game, which... Uh, Tom Brady, you should retire, man. I <laughs> Not looking good. Not looking good. Really choosing to just struggle week in, week out to move the ball over, you know, the mega millionaire, supermodel wife, and your family. What does he have, like three kids, four kids? Certainly an interesting life choice, but can't say that, you know, can't say I have all the facts, so that's that. Um, Really quick, I'm just going to run through James's bets, and then I will um, kind of go over them again when I get to them. So his best bet is Cardinals plus three and a half. He is four, two, and one this year, so good for him. Same thing as me. Um he likes the Niners minus one and a half, the Packers plus 11, the Browns plus three, and the Falcons minus four. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm in agreement with mostly all of these. I think the only one I really disagree with is the Browns. But um, yeah, I'll get to all that in, in a little bit. Um, so to start, let's talk about the Seahawks. So they're at home lane um, two and a half at the New York Giants. And it's just... Uh, you know, first of all, a completely dominant, dominant win against the Chargers last week, which is very good to see. And I know DK got hurt, but they were able to kind of adjust in-game pretty, like, pretty seamlessly without it. And I think it's a testament to how good Geno's been. Um, it's just absurdly impressive that, and I think it shows that, you know, all these quarterbacks are just, are they aren't separated by all that much. And so, you know, you have you have a couple of your outliers, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I I hesitate to put Aaron Rodgers up there, but 
like Lamar Jackson's probably in that conversation too. But the like that middle group of ten, or you know, like the five through fifteen, they're all basically more or less the same. I obviously, you know, you'd way rather have five than fifteen, but. I think it's more of what you have around you that matters. And so that's why you see, you know, guys like Jalen Hurts succeed so much because, you know, he's on that rookie deal. So you're able to build just the psycho team around him. And Geno Smith is not getting paid that much money. So the Seahawks have been able to build a good offensive line and they have great receivers, even with DK Hurt. And, you know, Kenneth Walker, they're able to use draft capital to, um, to draft just like this insane running back. So... Um, but to talk about the Giants, it's really a fate of the Giants. They are still impressive to me. Um, I think they're an upper half of the league team. And I mean, why wouldn't they be there? What, six and one, seven and one? And, but it's, there should not be power rated the same as the Seahawks on a neutral field. And this is really what I'm betting. Um, I think there should be three and a half. And so being on this, the right side of the number, I think is way too much. So give me the Seahawks minus two and a half. Um, just to compliment the Giants really quick. They really don't make mistakes and they play in Dable's offense has created a world for Daniel Jones where it's difficult for him to. And, you know, when normally when Daniel Jones goes up against you know, the really good pass rushes in the past, it was like, oh, he's, you know, he's got tiny hands, so he fumbles all the time. And we're really not seeing that all that much this year. And now he's like, unlo- I mean, come on, I've been talking about it for two years, but he's the fastest quarterback in the NFL. But, um, you know, it's, he, he looks dynamic because Dable's putting him into situations to allow him to be more dynamic. And I think that it, it is, been so so impressive so that being said it's the seahawks team is so much uh stronger better and um i think they're really gonna show that this sunday so seahawks minus two and a half best bet going on down to the raiders saints over 50 um this is in both an injury report play um plus i think um this should just be uh, 51 and a half past the key number 51. So Marshawn Lattimore not being available to cover Devonte Adams is huge. We saw even just in short yardage situations, DeAndre Hopkins absolutely dominate them last week. And I think that there's going to be a much similar result this week. Um, you know, another week of Hunter Renfro getting a little more comfortable in his role. Um, I think that's just going to add to the Saints problems. And then finally, I think that the Saints score way more points if there's not a couple like, you know, funny turnovers, I mean, Andy Dalton threw one of the worst passes I've, I have ever, ever seen last week where he just essentially threw it to the linebacker. It was reminiscent of uh, pre LASIK Jameis. And, but the other couple, I mean, there's two pick sixes. I, the other two was just balls bouncing off receivers' hands, and that stuff just doesn't happen every week. I think the Saints are able to sustain more drives more, and um, their offense is getting a little bit more healthy. So, Saints Raiders over 50. Um, Raiders should be able to move the ball pretty easy, too. I think Josh Jacobs might have a big, big day once again. Uh, but to London we go, where the London Jags are lane two at what is, I mean, it is essentially a home game for them at Wembley. Um, I was looking at the under, but 
40 hmm, i might add that too that might be something that goes on the free money parlay but i think it's just the jags will know how to do the london trip so i mean they've been doing it for what feels like 10 15 years now and they do it every single season so i think that there's an advantage to that where now we get a rookie head coach and nathaniel hackett doing it and i think first of all he has clearly shown that I wouldn't say he's necessarily a great fit to be an NFL head coach. And so when you add more variables to stuff like this, I think that whole travel management and, you know, just sort of the preparation aspects of that will might go lot like a little lost to him. So I do like the Jags here. Um, (laughs) Russell Wilson is such a chode. It's incredible that I... Howard's like his teammates must be like laughing behind his back. I, re- I would really love to hear some of their like honest opinions about that just because of the way he acts just in public. I, it has to be a bit. I, I just can't believe that someone acts like that in day to day life. Truly it makes no sense to me. Like the high knees in the plane is that's something that is something, but um, I do think it makes, I mean, if he's not sleeping on the plane when I think like that's the, that's what they're supposed to be doing just to kind of like sync up the schedule a little bit. Um, you know, maybe that's a, makes for a poor, an even worse Russell Wilson, you know, a little sleep deprived, jet lagged. That's, that goes in my favor. Right. And if he was keeping some of his teammates awake on that plane trip, then even better. So we're gonna we're we're rolling with the, the travel narrative play on the Jags this week and and the under two I think. All right, um, to the Commanders we go. Um, I bet this on news, so I think I I got three and a half, but I do I really like this at three. I don't know why Sam Ellinger is a favorite, let it, like at home first of all, but I I think it's ridiculous. It's he's gonna be able to make a couple plays with his feet. Um, but he's going to be oh so limited now. Will that still represent an upgrade over Matt Ryan? You, I'm, I would be willing and love to listen to that argument because I'm sure some people can make a great case. But the O line is still going to be really bad, and I think the Commanders' defensive line is just sh- shaping up into peak peak form right now. Which is, you know, I think we expected Chase Young to kind of come back and elevate the team but they've been playing really well lately and they certainly looked outstanding versus the Packers last week um, and they were able to get a really a great um, four-man rush and I think against a rookie quarterback if you can do that it's just going to make his life hell so give me the commanders um, plus three and um, they will for sure be on the free money parlay uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a small one because there are two dogs I love and I think I, I think I think I talked myself into that Broncos under because the way I think Wembley also lends to um, big time under action just because the way the grass is like it's like a lot softer or something. I don't know. But moving on, um, where's that next? Dolphins. All right, so I do like the Dolphins first half minus two and a half here. Um, the Lions are at home getting three and a half points in the game. Totals at fifty one and a half. I do think this could be a, a little bit of a lower scoring game this week. Um, I think that, you know, I think we expect the Lions to play a lot of these, you know, shootouts. And I'm not, I can't talk myself into 
an under, but I will might look at a live under because the Lions defense has played a whole lot better. Um, I may not look like it just from the final score, but Jared Goff gifted a ton of um, you know short fields, turnovers that just did not help the Lions defense at all. Um, Aiden Hutchinson looked really good last week, which is good. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, please, please, please. But I do think that, you know, Mike McDaniel is going to be able to just, you know, script up the, a, a bunch of good plays first half. And the Lions, they're, Jeff, Jeffrey Okuda has been really good this year, but they're not going to be able to hang up, hang with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill on the outside early on. And I think that could pose some serious, serious issues for them. <sighs> So I think first half is the angle I'm looking at because we it's just the fighting Dan Campbells. They just fight tooth and nail. And I think with the hook, I think it's it's just a little it makes it a little uncomfy for me. So I'm sticking with the Miami Dolphins lane um two and a half points in the first half. Yes, yes. All right. Ah, I'm actually really excited for this one. So this will be the other Moneyline dog. I was really excited about. I know the Vikings are off a bye, but I am quite, quite happy and looking forward to fading them for the next several weeks. I think this team is way overrated, so I'm taking the Cardinals, and this is James' best bet. Cardinals plus three and a half, and I'm going to look at a bunch of DeAndre Hopkins overs. Kyler Murray already showed that he was trust fully trusting him once again, um, and I mean, I hit what like eleven catches, ten catches. Uh, it's he's just that safety blanket, and I think he really opens up that offense. And the Vikings secondary is awful, so I think the Cardinals are able to move the ball with relative ease. And yeah, it's I think getting the hook too is pretty valuable. Also, the Cardinals defense I think is playing a little bit better than from the start of the year. I mean, we even saw Isaiah Simmons get going a little bit last week, so who knows? Maybe they figured out how to use him, which would be good, but. This is a, for me, this is just a play on the Cardinals offense against what I think is a pretty weak Vikings defense. And I my hope is that they can do enough to slow down Justin Jefferson um, and Cousins. Just it's not like they've been the most explosive pair, but they just are relentless. Like they just go first down, first down, first down, first down, because he's always open. So, you know. It, that would be quite, quite frustrating with a Cardinals bet, of course. But Cardinals plus three and a half, DeAndre Hopkins overs. Let's get it. Moving on to the New England Patriots minus two and a half. Um, this was another injury. I don't really agree with the move. It opened Jets plus three, and I think that's pretty silly. Um, so it's gone down a half point off the key number of three which is fair from the last game, I guess. But uh, I that was a weird game, first of all, just with Mac Jones starting and him sucking and then Zappy coming in, playing really well and then sucking. I think maybe the Bears might be a little bit better than I give them credit for, which could certainly be true. Justin Fields looks pretty good. But I think that the, the Jets' offensive line is in a special special place right now where so i think a few weeks ago i talked about how the jets have lost four tackles four starting tackles and so they had to move elijah vera tucker from a starting guard position where he had i think started at three different positions prior 
So he had to go from like a starting guard position to start at left tackle. And now he's out for the season. So I think it's bet Matthew Judon for it to have a sack or two. Um, Zach Wilson throw an interception, maybe a, a Jacques Jones, I think that's his name, um, in pick. It's I think Zach Wilson's going to have a really rough day, and if they're behind, they are going to have to throw more and, because Brees Hall isn't there anymore. If you were having Michael Carter on your bench, he's I'm sure he's going to see just massive, massive workload. But it's it's a rough, rough spot for the Jets right here. Um, I know it's the Pats off a short week, but Bill Belichick just owns this team. Uh, I'm sure his record is just something absurd against the Jets, and I just kind of expect that to continue. I think he's aware that this is a really important game too. Just they're ahead of them in the division, and the wild card race is wide open. So this is going to be a big, big game later on. I mean, that's and you can. I think you can tell that he takes all these teams seriously. Just like, you know, all those press conference remarks that everyone was making fun of where there was, you know, probably like a 10-minute answer on, like, what do you expect with the Bears? Or, like, are you looking past them? He's like, hell no. But, um, yeah, Pats minus two and a half is way too low. I think it's going to bust up a bunch of teasers, too, if people are taking the Jets up to eight. So that's going to be that's going to be the big loser of the week. Um, really quickly, just so those are my bets for the week. Um, I will kind of bounce around and give thoughts on what James likes. So we talked about the Cardinals. Um, Niners minus one and a half. I disagree with a little bit, but I feel like I always disagree with. At some point, Sean McVay has to outcoach Kyle Shanahan, and he never does. And so, I, James bets the Niners when they play the Rams every single time, and he makes money every single time. So I understand why. Um, that's really all I got. It's the Niners are still pretty banged up. I will check. I will check injury report real quick. Niners. Cause I did not look at this one. Um, I do not want to week three. All right, here it is. So Debo missed practice yesterday. I do you know that? And, oof, man, this is rough. Ugh, I'm going to bet the Rams again. This is going to suck. Okay, um, let's see. So, did not participate. Eric Armstead, that's huge. Trey Greenlaw, it's pretty big. Jawan Jennings D- and Debo and Kyle Juszczyk. Okay. Um, full participant, Trent Williams, good. Jimmy Ward uh, um, with the hand. Samson Ebucom. And it looks like uh, Hufunga practiced. So that's good. Um, all right. So they are a little bit healthier, but obviously if Debo plays, that's a massive, massive loss. Um, I do think that... Um, let's see. Hmm. Can't see if Ufunga is playing. Hmm. That's interesting. He didn't show up. But... Um, you know, with McCaffrey in a week of practice, he's going to be full go. Um, I think he's going to have a big, 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 big day. And um, I, I would I would have to think that they try and get him a touchdown in some capacity, but um, who knows. So, But that being said, I do think that overall, the in- injury-wise, it's trending a little bit better than it was last week. I think 
what they get back on on defense is going to be a little more important. That being said, if Hufunga doesn't play, they are going to have they're going to be in for it. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm kind of impartial there. Niners minus one and a half. Shanahan just owns McVay. That's all there is to it. Packers plus eleven. I'm. This just feels like a game where you got to put your balls on the table and just and just do it. And I don't know if my balls are big enough for that yet. So, because um, it's just one where I feel like I could look really dumb. And I, you know, I don't like looking dumb. Um, I think the Packers stay within this number the majority of the time. That being said, I think there's a pretty big tail to a Buffalo Bills just blowout, especially off a of bye. The Packers defense is a mess right now. And I think they should be pretty embarrassed letting. Taylor Heineke do that to them last week. But that being said, I do think this is the right side. Um, it's a primetime game, so I'm sure I talk myself into something. But, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, Browns plus three. I So I bet the Bengals minus three Sunday. And I was excited because I was getting a really good number. But now Jamar Chase is out four to six weeks, I think. So that is... Not good, and that's why it has come back down more. Um, that being said, still at three. Um, you know, I mean, the, the Bengals are still just flush at receiver, so that won't be much of an issue. And with how the Browns' offense has looked, I'm, you know, I still expect the Bengals to be able to move the move the rock. Um, I bet Joe Burrow for MVP this week. Um, I think. This is oh, this is a primetime game. I think with another primetime game, and he, if he just lights up the show against what's been one of the worst defenses in the NFL, let's see what DVOA has him. Let's see. All right, worst. They've been the twenty eighth best defense, so fifth worst. And honestly, I mean, I think that his price is just going to con- continue to go down and down and down. It's. You could argue that. It, well, it is a two-man race right now. I think Jalen Hurts has a little bit of an argument, but I don't think he has the stats to go up against Allen or Mahomes. Um, but, you know, it's I kind of disagree with the Browns plus three. I still kind of like my bet. That being said, um, I thought this was going to be four. So, you know, it's Browns plus three for James, not for me. Falcons minus four. Austin said something about how the Panthers were going to win this this week. No, I think the Bucks showed us that, you know, 21 to 3 was impressive, shocking. Well, maybe not that impressive because that offense is in struggling quite a bit. But I think that the Falcons will show no effort. Okay, the Falcons are, are a front running team that I like. They're going to continue to try and run the ball. And run and run and run and run. So if they're up 11, that could be really good. If they're down 11, you can kiss your bed goodbye. And I think that, you know, you just want to try and figure out. what. I think I'd rather take Falcons first half, which is probably minus two and a half. Um, minus like two, something like that. Let's see what that is. Because they'll always do way better in the scripted portion. Minus three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing here for me. I, I do get where James is coming from, though. I think it's just come down too much. The Panthers are, are t- truly one of the worst rosters I've seen in a long time. 
So it's <laughs> PJ Walker starting. Granted, he looked pretty good last week, but I still don't think that's super impressive just based on what we saw from the Bucks defense and how banked up they are. So that is it. I'm pretty sure I talked about every game. Oh, we got to do free money parlay. Yeah. So free money parlay is simply, let's see, I do need to make sure it's higher than 12 to 1. Alrighty, we are going Cardinals money line, right? Yeah, Cardinals money line. Oh, Commanders money line, Commanders money line, and Uno. And what I say, the Broncos under. So under thirty nine and a half. Hmm. Okay, how do I lose this? I would lose this from. Three touchdowns from the Broncos. Because they probably have the best defense in the NFL right now. And they're like a, a historically great red zone defense. And I don't think Trevor Lawrence is the guy who's going to really pick them apart in the red zone. Yeah, I think this is it. Cardinals money line. All right, let's see, let's see what we got. Over 10 to 1. All right. So to recap real quick. My best bet is Seahawks, minus two and a half, minus three, whatever it may be. Um, Raiders Saints, over 50. I'm going to put my best bet in there too. Why not? Juice, let's juice this thing up. And it's all hitting. I'm feeling good. What do we got now? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Almost 18 to one. I love it. I love it. Okay, so my best bet, Seahawks, minus two and a half. Raider, I love the Raider Saints over 50. I really like the Jacks minus two. Commanders plus three. Dolphins first half minus two and a half. Cardinals plus three and a half. I'm going to try and find the best DeAndre Hopkins overs I can find. And I do like the Pats minus two and a half. James's best bet is Cardinals plus three and a half. And he likes the Niners minus the number. The Packers plus the number. The Browns plus the number. And the Falcons minus four. And then Austin will get his bets into me by this weekend. Finally, free money parlay, which I say it every week, but it's just me right now, and I'm feeling good. I had a first-round leader in golf today, Harrison Endicott, my guy. It was like 80-1 to 1 or 87-1, to 1, something crazy like that. But uh, Cardinals money line, what I say? Seahawks money line, Commanders money line, and the Broncos, Jags, under 39.5. 100 wins you $1,773, and that is pretty good. Go take a Go take a cheap little weekend trip with that or a nice sweet little weekend trip with that, depending on where you want to go. But, um, yeah. So that is the sharp side podcast for this week. I'm going to try and do a college pod in the morning. It's just the mornings have been pretty, pretty rough for me the past few weeks. So I will try my best to get something out. Um, if not, um, I'm going to get James's bets, and uh, we'll figure it out. So remember, rate, review, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Sharp Side Pod. And thank you guys for listening. Let's go win some money.